I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spencer. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and Emil A.S.H. at your service for another audio-only pick of the week episode. We always do this every Monday as we record, drop this every Tuesday. So if it's the first time that you're catching this episode on your feed, welcome to the Pick of the Week show. And we love hearing your favorite matches or segments, podcasts, any content that wrestling related. We love talking about it as always. So we had to make our own separate audio-only episode for that. So be part of the conversation. Get yours in. It is at Wrestling2XPod on Twitter and on TikTok for your own picks of the week. We're about two weeks away from WrestleMania 39, biggest weekend of the year for our industry, for our favorite sport. And if you want to join us for our first huge viewing party since the Fire Nation attack, then we'd love for you to be part of the WrestleMania 39 viewing party, which Ro will tell you more about. Yes, sir. April 2, April 3, that's Sunday and Monday, Manila time. We have the first ever since the pandemic WrestleMania watch party along with Geek Talk PH powered by Snack.ph and of course our friends from Disney Plus Philippines. So all you got to do to join us and win exciting prizes. Marami kaming nakalign up the pamimigay. All you got to do is sign or get your tickets rather at Snack.ph slash Geek Talk PH. So that's S N A C K dot P H slash G E E K T A L K P H. We have early bird rates happening right now. It's 400 for one day pass and 750 for both days. Champion, if you get it until March 27, you can avail those great rates. And you can still walk in, yes, but it's not going to be as affordable as that. So get your tickets now while they're still really, really cheap. And we'll see you at the party. We'll all have a good time. A gay old time. Yeah. Ro mentioned the prizes. I've actually got them in my living room as we speak. And cross your fingers and your toes because I might be able to score some WWE t-shirts. Official swag that we can also give away at the WrestleMania viewing party. So all of that happening on April 2 and 3. We will see you there. Uh, Of course, 
isa pang pakulo natin sa Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, yung mga activities natin with our patrons. And one of them, one of them activities is the WrestleMania Week Pasabay, which Emil can tell you more about along with how to become a Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron. Ayan, so WrestleMania season is coming again. It's the biggest weekend for us wrestling fans. And uh, if you want to get your authentic WWE merch, pwede kayo magpasabay sa amin through our Patreon program. And you can subscribe to that by subscribing to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. So uh, madami pang perks actually. Yung pag-subscribe sa aming Patreon, you got the Discord community where we talk about everything and anything. And also, minsan may watch parties thing kami with the future PLEs. So aside from the Discord community, of course, sabi ko na, our pasabays, which is coming during WrestleMania season kasi yung daming sales. So if you want to get yung authentic WWE merch, you could do it with us. And you could also get the exclusive, ex- uh, not, not exclusive, so review content from our weekly wrestling shows like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, and some local wrestling events as well. And by subscribing to our Patreon, you're supporting everything that we do here on the podcast. So again, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5 or in our local currency, it's around 260 to 270 pesos. Oh, look at Emil ASH. Good job, Emil. We see the improvement. Right, thank we you. see you. <laughs> thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Good job. Let's start with our picks of the week. We're going to go to AEW. That's where Chino's pick of the week is from. But it's not your usual AEW content. It's one of their online shows, uh, which is hosted by RJ City. So, yeah. Hey, first of all, guys, my pick goes out to Hey EW. That's how he says it. That's how it's pronounced. And the reason I decided to talk about this on the pod is because, first of all, it's something that really captured my attention in terms of comedy. It's an online chat show, talk show, that is hosted, like Stan said, by RJ City, who is a kayfabe character in this sense. Like He plays a character, and his guests, who are AEW wrestlers, appear as their shoot selves. Now, the hilarity ensues when RJ City pulls a Zach Galifianakis from between two firms in the interview. So he's rude on purpose. He's cringy on purpose. It gets awkward on purpose. And not only that, he inflects the interview with a lot of wrestling know-how. He suggests inane uh, gimmicks for the people to try out. And he also drops in little nuggets of insider references that make the guest cringe and chuckle from time to time. And it's really just a quick 10-minute watch, but it's so good in terms of comedy, in terms of interviewing, and just a good time killer in general. So that's my pick of the week. It's Hey EW or Hey EW on YouTube. Yeah, sorry. Um, I only see the clips on uh social media on Twitter because I didn't know it was like five to ten minutes. I thought it was longer than that. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've seen the snippets. It's really funny because RJ City is really funny. If you know him, uh, before all of this, uh, he was a standout on Twitter because he was a wrestler, but he would make these really hilarious inside references on the business. So ibang klase yung comedy niya. It's really incisive if you will and it's its own brand it's not like slapstick or anything it's really thought-provoking stuff if anything i'd classify it as cringe comedy that's a 
the thing that people like now. So maybe no, cringe siya, yeah. On the show, I think it is. But yeah. on Twitter, it was a little more pointed, I believe, if I remember it correctly. That's how he got noticed by everyone. It's funny because um I've never actually seen him wrestle. <laughs> yeah. Nobody gets him for the wrestling. Nobody books him on the show. They just get him for being funny. So I don't know if that's a good thing for him. I guess it's okay because as a wrestler, you don't want to kill yourself out there just to get paid. Right? Yeah, so, uh, exactly. Oh, he's getting paid for not taking bumps out there and basically being safe and being entertaining. So that's pretty cool on him. I just don't know if that's what he wants. Yeah, no, I mean, he's pretty over as a backstage correspondent, if you will. He was one of the backstage correspondents during the pre-show. So he's getting over as a backstage personality. Well, whether or not he wants another question entirely. But if he wants to stay behind the scenes and doing his thing, all for him. You know, I'm happy yeah. for him. Yeah, I agree. The last time I saw RJ City was in You Cannot Kill David Arquette. And I wouldn't yes. be surprised oh, if that was yeah. the last match that he actually <laughs> had. Uh, that was like a good, what, four years ago. Uh, but so yeah, that, uh, that's a Jungle Boy. <laughs> yeah, Jungle Boy was at that show as well. Um, like Rose said, I would just see the clips on Twitter. I didn't know it was that bite-sized. So this will probably be something I'll add to my watch list just because I like how concise it is. It's pretty funny too. Like he makes people that he said more serious like Jeff Jarrett. Chuckle a bit. The Basila J. Lethal. He did a bit with the Kingdom, Mike Bennett and Company, and asked them if they wanted to rename their stable as in 3Ms, which was pretty funny. So yeah, it's it's that kind of humor. That's what you can expect from AEW. Ito yung type of content na nung AEW started. Uh, I wish you know they would have, and now they do have this. Yung mga ano lang, mga fun bits, fun content where that people can easily digest, and this is easily one of those. So, uh, if you have ten minutes to kill and you don't have anything to watch, this is a good thing to uh, waste time over. Gusto talaga yung waste time over. All right, <laughs> it's a time killer. Yeah, it's time killer. Yeah. All right, let's stay within the AEW slash ROH universe and talk about Rowan's pick of the week. Champre busy parin sa school si Rowan, and that's why. We're just going to read it for him. It's the match between Dante Martin and Mike Bennett from the most recent episode of ROH TV. See, Rowan in particular likes how Dante Martin reminds him of Matt Seidel and Sami Zayn and how this particular match is all technical action and high-flying ability clashing together. Uh, din ako like Rowan na uh, 20 count pala sa ROH because I don't watch a lot of ROH. So I didn't realize that yung ring count was like 20 pala. Dante Martin's finisher reminds me of TJP's Mamba Splash. So that was pretty cool. And it was actually a fun watch. Like I didn't really have any expectations heading into this match, even though I've seen Mike Bennett, I've seen Dante Martin, obviously from AEW, but just the feel of ROH TV, it's pretty different if you know the visuals of the old ROH. And it's also different given uh, siyempre, under new ownership and management. Na siya. Yeah, uh, I saw this match earlier. It was fun. It was great. Really great. Exactly what you can expect from people like Dante Martin and Mike Bennett. Because most people don't really know Mike Bennett is a good wrestler because they never really got to see much of him in the WWE. After their kind of big push on SmackDown, he got moved to 205 Live and Tempre, not everyone watches 205 Live, but that's where he got to bust his chops and wrestle the kind of matches that would usually generally make people take notice, but they don't because it was after the show on a show that nobody really watches. But this was good. It was really, really good. And I don't know if it moves the needle for any of these guys, but I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't. 
a lot of times, because uh, Ring of Honor, even in the old regime, they just put on good stuff because yeah, it's what the core fan base wants to see in good action, good work rate. If I may, a little criticism about new Ring of Honor. It's not so much focused on telling a story once again for a lot of its roster, but yeah, focused on putting on good matches. So Nejo Sayang Sha because it's such a big launch or big relaunch rather for the brand, but they're not really making it super must-watch. But that's just me. Uh it was really great. If you've seen it, young Boston Strong style that again, Mike Bennett is in full play here. He he is kind of a tribute act to the Japanese strong style, which I appreciated because you know it's fun to watch. Uh he says that the new RH feels different, but it also feels weird because it doesn't have the vibes of the original ROH. I would disagree because I started watching ROH around like 2015 where they when they were in Destination America. I think that's the station, right? Destination America. And same format with the ROH now, which is just a bunch of really good matches. Before it was one hour, now it's two hours. It's a bunch of really good matches now. Doesn't really have any story, but it's a good watch in terms. Of, if you want to watch a good match, you can pretty much watch the entire show without knowing any of the storyline. So, yun lang yung napansin ko sa sinabi ni Rodney Rowan. Yeah, this URH does feel different, but then again, it also brings to mind who they're actually making this for. Because ROH in the very beginning was for like hardcore wrestling fans, right? It's not mass market appeal like the WWE was or is. So for them to be, number one, remaking ROH, and number two, having this weekly on their subscription service really just lets me know, rather, that they're making ROH for actual ROH fans, and not really including a lot of like open-minded audiences here. If you're really an ROH fan, then you're going to really search for it. And that's probably why they don't get to tell stories a lot, which is sad because I liked ROH for the stories that they told. I liked the Stinerico saga, and I liked Adam Cole getting betrayed by the Bullet Club. I liked all of that. And that all went down on ROH TV. So, this is just like the rough, choppy start that Tony Khan is so known for. Until after like a year or so. Because, I mean, I love ROH. I have fond memories of the promotion. Yeah, I don't think na, no, na AEW kicked off its run with a rough start. If anything, it was actually hot. So, it's kind of weird seeing this new regime of ROH getting kicked off in this manner. Yeah, um, what also doesn't excite me about it was that the new show is two hours long. Oh, yun pa, and, pa. Yeah, um, original ROH was only one hour long. Because it was a small company. Sinclair could only really afford to give them one hour. But with all this TV time, it's obvious that uh, Tony Khan is still fulfilling his uh, booking fantasies of putting together indie shows. So that's kind of Bush League to me as a philosophy. When you have all that time, I think it's time you start telling actual stories. But Chempre, Tony Khan is already too much on his plate. And I wouldn't be surprised if he couldn't handle a second brand of two-hour shows. So again, uh, here is the call to start delegating creative. Yes, yeah, I hope you apply as writers for that. Uh, so for me, Ani, because of the two-hour format, Minsan the new ROH weekly show, especially in, in this format, it kind of looks like an upsized version of Dark. And I wish soon we could get 
more stories for it to be distinct rather than just being a bunch of good wrestling matches because we have dark elevation for that. All right, so there. That's Rowan's pick of the week. Again, just to bring it back uh, in case you forgot in the midst of the ROH criticism session. <laughs> it's Dante Martin versus Mike Bennett. That was the second match from last week's episode. But yeah, um, some warranted and grounded criticism dinaman for ROH under the new management. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll cross over to WWE. That's where our picks of the week come in. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts right here on Podcast Network Asia. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome back to our audio-only pick of the week's episode, or picks of the week episode, as we cross over to WWE. I'm going to start with mine, and it's the WWE Rivals episode featuring the Triple H and Batista feud from 2005. So I really enjoy the A&E content. It's no secret. Chances are, kapag may pick of the week, I usually go for the A&E content, but it's the first time in a while I've featured an episode of WWE Rivals. Because, I don't know, it's not as compelling to me as the biography episode. Usually it's a lot of stuff that we already know Kind of like Triple H Batista Like if you've seen a lot of the WWE 24 content on Evolution The different documentaries that they've had The Ruthless Aggression era Like the series on the WWE Network A lot of the stuff in the beginning is not something new naman. But I love how they actually integrated na yung last chapter of the Triple H Batista story which was WrestleMania 35 like it, how it was really meant to be Batista's last match uh, but you know unbeknownst to all of us it would also become Triple H's last match but because he went through the health issues so as a ruthless aggression era kid I really liked reliving the Triple H and Batista feud so for me it was appointment viewing and one thing that stood out though that really made me take notice of this episode is how they told us about the slow burn of Triple H and Batista feud now when I was younger when we were watching this in the real time I didn't notice now they've been actually planting seeds for so many weeks leading up to Batista eventually turning on Triple H so that was something I appreciate that this is episode of WWE Rivals Yeah, I was watching it before we went on. Like it was the last thing I saw. Cause I didn't realize you put it on so late. My bad. It was really good. Shampre, um, or you know, it's been 20 years rather since that happened. Some details got lost in the haze. I totally forgot that Batista beat beat Triple H three pay per views in a row, Yo, three title yun. matches in a row. It was so that was really good. Documentary is always good, especially in yeah when it comes to the eras that we grew up in. So that's pretty cool. I hope that they do a lot more ruthless aggression era stuff. Uh, you might rivalry stunt because of Shempre. 
it will speak to our generation of fans. So really, really great. I didn't even realize that they would include the last decades part of that rivalry. Say in my head, it was always from that time in 2005. So that was always the idea of Triple H versus Batista in my head. So really good stuff. Uh, really great even that everyone involved got to speak about it. I was thinking about this while I was watching. I also watched this earlier before coming on, onto this recording. I just realized we were this close to not getting Triple H Batista because if you would remember, the original Evolution member was supposed to be uh, what was the name? Mark Jindrak. Uh, mm. instead of Batista. Yeah. So just imagine if that's what we So we did not And Batista, you know, who knows what would happen to his career if uh, Hindi Shapinalet Kay Jindrak. So no, we would have gotten Jindrak versus Triple H, two white guys so main eventing mania Drak's again. the destroyer. So Jindrak named as a dude. Right? <laughs> Wala tayong Filipino representation sa WWE. Wala niyan. Well, yeah, um, it, it was a great, great documentary then. And again, as someone who, like in real time, I didn't really was able to catch the feud. I like that uh, Triple H put over Batista for three consecutive pay-per-views because typical WWE booking would suggest 50-50. So, Mananazi Batista, then Triple H would go over again and then, so, parang ganun. But this time, Triple H really did his job and naserve yung purpose of the evolution of putting over new stars like what he did with Orton and Batista. Yeah, I've yet to see the episode. Uh, in case you were looking for input from my end. But uh, WWE rivals from the episodes that I've seen have been requisite watching, especially if you're a wrestling history fan like I am. So every time you see things, you always get to remember, ah, oh, I know where I was during that moment. Watching this at this time, or I was this years old when I was seeing this for that time. It's pretty good because it refreshes your memory for things of the past. Yeah. Go check it out. WWE Rivals Triple H versus Batista. By the way, for those looking for new Batista footage, it's still from the same interview. Uh, some of the documentaries that we've seen, he's still in the same room, probably in his house or office. Like every documentary Batista is in over the last half decade, all the footage is from the same interview. Of course, I'm busy. I'm not dogging on him, just to make it no, I, clear. I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. Because I've never seen the other documentaries. Documentaries. Oh, okay, okay. Was this also used to Ruth's aggression yes. series? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, I totally forgot that because it's been a couple of years, I think. Yeah. See, now, I, again, I haven't seen it, but now you describe it, I'm going to itch over again. Right. No, but, right. You, know, right. Um, you know, but even Triple H, but the Triple no, H. No, no, the Triple H footage no. is relatively new. Ayan. So, Shepard, you have the panel, see FPJ, but uh, JBL, Bailey, uh, Seth Rollins, even. So, at least may news insights. Yeah, kahit pa paano, no? All right, uh, let's go over to Ro for his pick of the week. This one's going to be pretty special. Yes. Uh, for I know people don't watch main event ng WWE because it's main event because it's you know the C show if anything or even the D show because it's NXT pala. but our boy Dante Chen aka FKA Trexus has finally made his sort of kind of main roster debut by going up in a test match against Cedric Alexander so big deal because 
first time uh, someone who is legit Southeast Asian born and bred made it to the big time WWE. It's the same arena where Raw was. So it's kind of like Raw, but not really. It's against a Raw superstar. So if you follow the rumors, these matches are usually reserved for yung mga na prospect ng mga higher ups from NXT. Diba? So you can say that it's a test run to see whether Dante Chen or, you know, People like him from down there are ready for a main roster call-up. This match wasn't mind-blowing. It's not meant to be this 10-minute work rate match that would blow the roof of the arena. But for what it was, I thought that it was pretty good. It's a basic match designed to see whether you can hang with uh, a veteran. And Dante Chen did. He didn't look lost out there with awkward pauses or stops and starts. He looked like a legit experienced world-traveled pro wrestler. I don't know if that means he could get picked up soon, but I wouldn't be opposed to it because yeah, he's been spending, what, I think like a couple of years or one and a half years down in NXT. He hasn't been featured so much on the main NXT show, but he's got his reps almost every week on Level Up. So that's not for nothing, really. And... um for wrestlers and trainees who want to see a simple basic match uh, the way it should be worked, you can go seek this out and see how we can actually produce some pretty competent people here in Southeast Asia. Yeah, I think that's the part that stands out the most to me because this is somebody who we've seen in person, someone you shared a locker room with, Ro. I wasn't actually there at the show, but I did get to share a drink with him afterwards. So the fact that he's kind of sort of one of us and he was able to kind of sort of perform on the raw stage so to speak is huge i've said this before here on the pod now i can't wait for the day and as someone from our scene here in the philippines makes it all the way to the main roster of the wwe so far even though dante chen is not pinoy he's kind of our pinakapambato at this rate so i'm all in on rooting for him i've been rooting for his success since he signed with wwe and to actually watch him have a match on main event against cedric alexander is a huge deal yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. We did share a locker room with him. And that counts for something, damn it. <laughs> um, I watched his match earlier as well. And for me, the test of if you can hang with the rest of the roster is if the match doesn't look awkward. And for me, wala namang awkward moments in match. Talagang natawid niya from beginning to end. And it was a test match nga, no? To see if he can hang with the main roster guys and... uh for me, naman, he did. He did had a good showing naman, in that match. It's a big moment for Southeast Asia Wrestling, and I uh, hope that he gets more reps and eventually sana ma pick up siya sa main roster soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. All right, for our last pick of the week, we're going to go to Emil. Take us to SmackDown, Young Buck. All right. So my pick of the week uh, is the reunion of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. Finally, 
this has happened. So just to put a little bit of context into this. So on SmackDown, last uh, Saturday or Friday evening in the US, the SmackDown opened with Cody trying to mend the fences between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And, you know, as we have seen in the last few weeks, Kevin Owens was still hesitant to fix his relationship with Sami. And you know, he was saying the things that we have heard over the last few weeks until there was this one moment where KO said, now, why would he try to help someone who doesn't want to be friends with him? And that obviously struck a chord with Sami Zayn. And then Kevin Owens walked out. He actually left the arena. And uh, right before that, Sinabol siya. It's kind of like yung mga scenes sa movies where hinabol sa airport or something. And Sammy said to KO that they will always be brothers and he loves him. And KO left anyway. So I, most people thought that would be it for Kevin Owens for that night. And then after that, when I was watching SmackDown, iniisip ko, and I actually asked this question on Twitter, if you were on KO's position, would you have done the same thing or would you have found something in you to forgive Sami Zayn even after months of messing with your life like that for the sake of the bigger picture which was taking down the bloodline something oh, uh, are, we, are we talking about this now sorry no, are, no. We, are we answering <laughs> oh, this question we now can. Or... I'm just gonna let Chino talk first but I'd like to give my thoughts too no, no, no. are we doing it now or in the live stream because I, I feel like this is like a story question and not a quality question yeah let's save it for the live stream yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts yeah. To have nothing to do with the news question <laughs> okay yeah. okay so yeah let's table this I see Amy go ahead yeah and then eventually uh, later that night Sami Zayn and Jey Uso had a confrontation where that was a great promo by the way and Jay snapped when K- and Sammy said nah, he had that choice nah, to turn on Roman, but Sammy did it first. So, you're like a brawl now. And then eventually, uh, Kevin Owens came back and it was a beautiful moment. They finally hugged. And I like that piece of detail of Sammy Zayn kind of walking away first before Kevin Owens hugged him. And at first, I was so hesitant to be invested in this story because I thought going after the tag titles would be just a consolation prize for Sami Zayn and it would be a waste of, of a year of getting him over. But now I realize that the story makes sense because Sami was more involved with the Usos than he did with Roman over that last year. <laughs> the funniest thing about all of this is Cody Rhodes at the end, like smiling <laughs> as if he... Yo, as if, can I, yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm going to have to jump in here because this is where I wanted to get off. <laughs> Why is he emotionally invested in this relationship? No, I, I can answer that. I No, sorry, seriously. I don't no, yeah, I can answer that. Yeah. He's the parent. He's just around for like a few months and all of a sudden, he's the reason why he's coming Yeah, he's not the reason, but I know why he is emotionally invested because they're all trying to take down the bloodline together. They, oh. Again, they did establish that before Elimination Chamber. Now, okay, Sammy, you got to do this because uh, we're all tired of this shit. So um, I, he had some skin in the game because you know, he was going up against uh, Roman and Heyman tried to you know uh, bait him with an emotional attack when he said that Roman was the son... Dusty wishes he had promo before Chamber. So, meron talagang investment. And I do agree with you, though, that he was like Tuxedo Mask and did literally nothing to get the two back together. <laughs> no, no. I, I'm going to add to what you said, Ro. Na there is 
a personal investment for Cody because the Bloodlines MO is to gang up on you, the numbers yeah, game. Yeah. But uh, if he has a united front with himself, Kevin and Sammy all together, then the Usos will be distracted by Kevin and Sammy. Yeah. Also, solo ni Cody si Roman, kahit may solo na umaligid. Uh, yeah. It'll be Cody and Roman one-on-one. Yeah, but then... Yeah, but then again, yeah, your participation you know, <laughs> is very part-time. Yeah. And it sure, wasn't yeah. even clear <laughs> yeah. you habol niya. Ang habol, you know, he's like, he was playing Mr. Nice Guy there. Like, oh, it's gonna let me be the bridge for your friendship. Like, that's... Parang that's, guidance counselor oh, mga bata. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It was funny watching him watch them. Na parang yeah. proud teacher na, oh, yeah, the boys are friends like, again. It's not warranted for me, for him yeah. to do no, For them to cut to him yeah, saying, exactly. yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. Proud. This is a proud. That's why the jokes are flying that that day. <laughs> well, I'm proud. I'm, this is a proud moment for me, Cody Rhodes. Like it doesn't make sense. Get the fuck out. You know. <laughs> all right. Uh, let me ask you guys this question, and this is something that has been on my mind all weekend. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have read the rumors. Again, these are rumors, not based on facts. So, di natin alam ko anong mangyayari come WrestleMania. But the rumors say na malamang ang main event ng night one is Rhea Ripley versus. Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship and not the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which people were speculating would be the main event for night one. What do you guys think about this? How does that sit with you? Let's start with you, Emil. Uh, I, I, I don't want Charlotte Ripley to main event night one, honestly. Honest. The bigger story for the card in night one is the tag match. So... Like you like to honor the Rumble winner by having them in a main event, but on the other hand, hindi naman lahat ng Rumble winners are in the main event. So ano dapat obvious na to na dapat yung Sami Kao the Usos they should have been main eventing the the first night of WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Chino. I'm gonna side with the meal here. However, I will say. That whenever a Rumble winner heads off to main event WrestleMania, they always book it as a co-main event. Major cop out yun, but that is it is what it is. I will say that yes, Tamas Emil, that the Charlotte Rhea storyline has been a little bit underwhelming compared to the high drama that is uh Sammy and Kevin versus the bloodline. So Sana, we get the tag match, especially since the tag team match uh, closing out a night of WrestleMania is very, very rare. Yeah, I agree with all of you guys. Um, okay, Sana, if it proves that Rhea versus Charlotte was going to be a big story, but it's not. And obviously, it's not because everyone is spending their efforts on a well-crafted storyline in the Bloodline drama. So it's kind of sad because I'm it's going to give some ammo to people who don't think women should main event or whatever. But it is what it is. And if they wanted it to main event, maybe they should have done something great for it, which they did not. So I think people are going to get mad at this and they should um, because uh, Sammy did deserve to get his flowers as early as Elimination Chamber. So it's going to be you know, one of those things that is kind of divisive. But I think eventually... Uh, ultimately, they might get over it as long as we get the right result. Yeah, this match could open night two and it would be great, right? It could bookend WrestleMania night two. Now you have Kevin and Sammy having their moment and Cody having his moment at the end. So that could be the route that they're going for. Zooming out here on a positive note, I think it's mind-blowing that uh, Stinerico 
exists as its own little story in WWE over the last decade, the same way it did in ROH in the decade preceding that. I wanted to comment as well on the quality itself of the story because um, Emil picked it as the pick, right? So I wanted to say that it's so good. They literally hitched the wagon of SmackDown to the entire thing. Nah, they saw that the drama, the soap opera drama was so good that they ended up doing a lot of it for SmackDown, not just for the Bloodline, but also for Dominic and Ray, Charlotte and Rhea even. So nagwagi ang entertainment part of sports entertainment that night but mostly because uh, everyone in the bloodline drama is so inspired and running on high gear right now so kudos to i guess acting <laughs> and not wrestling <laughs> so i don't good mind they have wrestlemania yeah. for the wrestling <laughs> no i mean you know uh it's just weird to say LOP columnist uh, Hustle used to complain whenever there wasn't enough wrestling on the show. But I think he did that because the quality of non-wrestling acting wasn't as great as it is now. So uh, there is that. And I think the wrestling was good on that episode, on this episode of SmackDown. But uh, I just mga acting segments. All right. Uh, any other uh, thoughts on this one? Just one last note about Sinerico. I have never seen... Two guys as intertwined as Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, like in the as long as you know, as, as uh, any two rivals in the history of pro wrestling. Because they have been teaming up and feuding for the last like twenty years of their careers. So, walana ako maisip na two rivals na ganon kahaba. They're always connected to each other. So, they were really destined to do this together. Triple H and Vince McMahon owe so much to ROH because of yeah. them. Sorry, go ahead, Gina. Sorry, yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, let's just wait for the WWE Rivals episode. In the <laughs> yes. yes, I was going to say that too. Yeah. This will be what a hell of an episode, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, uh, last thoughts on Sami Zayn. Um, we would not get here. I just want to let everyone marinate on this. We, we'd probably not be here had it not been for the golden egg angle from Survivor Series 2021. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Gowards, no, I'm sorry, man. Sorry. Brian Gowards told this story on the Bill yeah, Simmons yeah. podcast earlier this week. Nah, uh, when that whole angle went down, the original angle talaga was much worse. Sabini Brian Gowards. So the angle that they had, where Austin Theory took the egg, tapos chinuchu ni Sami Zayn si Theory kay Vince McMahon. That's what made Vince take notice now of Sami Zayn as a performer who could really stand out. So, without red notice and without the golden egg, we wouldn't get here. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Dwayne. Thank you, Thank you Netflix. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Globe Samoa, you know? oh. <laughs> that, that's something I want you all to just chew on for the next couple of days. No, I, no, I mean, like, it would have, you know, the, you know, something, something, the cream rises to the you top. You didn't Brian Gowards, yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, it would have happened either way. Somebody would have taken notice. The Johnny Knoxville match would have still happened, right? I hope so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, uh, those are our picks of the week. Let us know what yours are. Hit us up. You know where the, where to find us. It's at Wrestling Two X Pod on Twitter and on TikTok. This week on the live stream, ang dami natin ulit uh, pag-uusapan. We already gave you a peek of one of the questions that we're gonna answer. Like if you were in Kevin Owens' shoes, would you actually reconcile with Sami Zayn? We'll also talk about Rey Mysterio's constant refusal to fight Dominic. Like where do you draw the line? All of that stuff happening on the live stream Thursday, 7 p.m. on YouTube and on Facebook. 
Don't forget to follow us individually. It's at Chino Supersized, at Monday Night Rowan, at EML underscore Meister, at Rowis War, and at underscore Stan C. Thank you very much to our babyface producers over at PNA for putting these episodes together. And on behalf of Emil ASH, Chino Liao, and Romaran, my name is Stan C. Stay safe, stay healthy, and don't be a dick. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Out. Bye bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.